Hey yo, what's up guys? Welcome to the first episode of the Swish Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm also Jake. And today we'll be talking about NBA awards if there are any, and MLB awards if there's a season, and then we'll talk about other sports news going around. First, we will talk about our MLB and NBA awards and, and compare our predictions, and then we'll talk about some NFL signings and NBA trades that could possibly happen. Okay, to start this podcast, we're going to start making our predictions for our NBA awards. Uh, we'll start with the MVP, then Defensive Player of the Year, then Most Improved Player of the Year, Sixth Man, and Coach of the Year. I'll start with my MVP. For me, I think Giannis will be a great MVP. He was dominant for the Bucks this season, as well as James Harden with all his threes for the, for the Rockets, and LeBron James, of course. What about you, Jake? You know, I also had to go with Giannis just because of how good of a player he is. You know, you know, Luka, LeBron, and Harden are still there. They're still great players, but you know, Giannis is an unstoppable player, so he definitely gets an MVP spot. Okay, next up, Defensive Player of the Year. Mine, even though he's won a bunch of times in his career, still gotta, I still got to go with Kawhi Leonard of the Los Angeles Clippers. He's a big-time defender, gets lots of steals, blocks. He's a big overall-time defender. What about you? I actually wanted to go with Giannis again because I thought he played extremely well defense for the Bucs last season or this season, whatever you want to call it. I, his I defense see that. is just unstoppable. I do see yeah. that, but Kawhi averages a ton of steals every season. He has one defensive player a couple times, so I, I do see Giannis, but I still think Kawhi. Yeah, the reason I say um, Giannis over Kawhi, you know, Kawhi doesn't play every game like Giannis does. Yeah, true. Giannis Kawhi has load management situations, but I still love Kawhi in defense. He's a big-time defender, you know. Okay, next up, most improved player of the year. So, I have a bunch of players I like that are improving a lot and are very underrated, but I'm going to start. I have five. I'm going to start with my first. Bam Adebayo. I mean, the guy's a total beast. He went from a no-man player on the Heat to a total big-time defender, center, humongous guy, all-star. He's great. Um, I also like Jalen Brown, Celtics. I mean, the guy splashes all day. He's a great player. Who are your... Give me some too, Jake. Come on. I think mine really came down to four players. That was Brandon Ingram. That was Devontae Graham. I have that too. That was also Sabonis and other body wasn't there. But at the end of the day, I did go with Brandon Ingram just because the scoring he's put up. He's averaging, I think, about 26 points a game, which I just think is unbelievable. And, you know, he made his first All-Star game like like um, Sabonis and Adebayo did. I just think Ingram's just playing a little bit better than them. But it's an arguable one. See, for me, I also had Shea Gilgis-Alexander as well as Devontae Graham and Brian Ingram. I'm just a big fan of Shea Gilgis. I mean, the guy is a total beast from that trade. After he got traded for Paul George, the guy is just totally carrying the the um, Thunder as well with Chris Paul and Steve Adams. Even though they're not a great team, he totally just lit it up for them. And now we're going to go to sixth man of the year. And for me, even though he wins it almost every single year, I still love Lou Will of the Clippers. And Montrezl Harrell, because he comes off the bench for Avika Zubach all the time, and he also is a sixth man a couple times too, and he's a total beast at center too. What do you see, Jake? So, um, you know, it came to the three players that was Will, Montrezl Harrell, and Dennis Schroeder, but, you know, at the end of the day, every year it's going to be Will. You know, guys comes off the bench for 25 points for you every game. True. That, is just what you want that is definitely about. true. Even though he's getting old, he's, like, he's about to be in his 30s, I think. He might even be in his 30s. The guy's still a beast off the bench. I mean, putting up 15-plus tw- points almost every season, getting a bunch of assists. He's a great player. Yeah, 
And now coach of the year. For me, it came down to two people, which is pretty obvious. Coach Mike Budenholzer of the Bucks and Frank Vogel of the Los Angeles Lakers. I think you most likely had the same thing because they're just their teams were just insane. <laughs> At the end of the day, those were the top two teams, I think, in my opinion, plus the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, Jake, what do you have? So mine only came down to three guys. That was Doc Rivers, that was Mike Budenholzer, and that was Brad Stevens. Brad I didn't Stevens. include Frank Vogel on there just because, like, it's not just him carrying the team. Like, his assistant coach. I know also. it's not. Mike Bloomholzer isn't just carrying the Bucks. He has Giannis and Tenet Kumpo, a bunch of other players. Like, Doc Rivers got Kawhi, Paul George. I do see Brad Stevens there because he has a bunch of young players that he made great into great players. But all those three other coaches, they don't carry the team either. And Vogel, even though Frank Vogel's new, he's still a very, very solid coach. But I went with Mike Budenholzer at the end of the day, you know. At the end of the day, I probably would put Budenholzer, too. I do see Brad Stevens and Doc Rivers up there, too, but I would still go with Budenholzer. So is it time for Rookie of the Year, our final one? Um, yeah, I guess. Okay, so mine didn't really was in the competition, you know. There's guys like RJ or Tyler Hero who compete with this guy, but you know, no one could beat John Moran, how, how good he played this season. That's exactly who I had. If Zion would have played, though... The, I, the whole season, he would have had that, like, just the few games we saw him play, he was dominant, but... Yeah, you know, I do agree that if Giannis, if, if Zion played a bunch of, a bunch of, bunch of more games than he did because of that injury he had, he would be a total beast, he's a great player in real life, absolute beast, I see him becoming a true star in his future, same with Jaw, but even though Jaw played the whole season and was still great, then it has to be him. So I think that will wrap up our NBA awards. So I think it's now time to transition to our MLB awards. Okay, so start off the MLB award projections for us. We're going to start with AL MVP. For me, it really, I didn't have, even though there's a lot of great players in the American League, I doesn't really come, I, I think it's a no-brainer for pretty much the guys. It's the beast, one of the greatest top 100 player of all time, like Trout. What about you? So, really, you know, Mike Trout wins it every year. You know, like, he's the best player in baseball. But I think, you know, you know, despite the whole Astros controversy, I, I still think Alex Bregman can win an MVP. I do I see Bregman. He's a, even though he, I do agree with you that he was, he, he was in that scandal, but I don't even think he was really that much a part of it, even though that's controversial. Cause they're of, all part of They're all part of it, technically. But I don't see Bregman. I don't see Bregman as an, as an MVP yet because the guy's so young. He's only played a few seasons. I mean, if I was if there were any Astros that would win MVP, it would probably be Altuve, even though I hate him, though, and a bunch of people do, too. You know, he's a great player, but you never know. But I don't think any of those Astros are really capable of an MVP award because they're all almost the same level of play style because their whole team is loaded with solid players. So I don't think any of them will win an MVP, really, unless they had an insane year. You know, like Bregman, he could, have, he could hit um, almost 40 home runs. He could win a gold glove, he could get on base for, you know, he could just use a complete package of a player. That is true. I do love Bregman. I liked George Springer a lot. I like some of those players I like a little bit. Most of them I don't like because I'm a Yankees fan, but still a lot of them are very solid players. I still see any MVPs in any of them for like a few years. If they trade some players and one of them shines like the star for the whole team, then yes, that might happen. But for Mike Trapp, his team isn't even a great team. I mean, now they have Rendon and all those, and Simmons, all those great young stars. But uh, like a few years ago, they weren't even that good. He was just some, at some points he was carrying the whole entire offense. I mean, yeah. he has a great, great player, phenomenal. So I still would stick to Mike Trout. So let's do an L. Well, who do you have, Jake? I, even though he's very young and he's not a pitcher, he's a great player. Though I have Ronald Acuna. 
and I just love the player. He's an absolute stud from last season. He's a hitter, fielder, anything you want, anything really. This guy's just a beast. And, yeah, <laughs> what you? So I kind of went on the same track as you know. I went down to Acuna. I also really I also like- do love Christian Yelich, but I don't see an MVP again, really, or Cody Bellinger. I still love Acuna, though. So I actually, you know, Acuna, great player. I went to his his other competition. I went with Juan Soto just because, as a Mets fan, you know, he's going to be a complete stud in a few years. He's already a top three left fielder in the league. Um, he's just he could hit the ball so well. He could feel the ball so well. He could run so well. You know, in the second year, he already has a World Series. He's already been an All Star. You know, next is MVP. So that's what I think. Okay, it's a very strong prediction. I like that, too. I stay strong with Acuna, and you stay strong with Soto. Let's see what happens with their season. Now let's go to Cy Young. A.L. Cy Young. Who do you got? I got Shane Bieber out of Indians, you know. You know, a lot of Yankees fans think Shane um going to be there, Cole, but I think Shane Bieber, you know, he really showed last year that he's going to be a good pitcher. You know, obviously the dismissing of Corey Kluber and Trevor Bauer, you know, it's really him, Carlos Carrasco, and Danny Salazar, even though they're not really the best pitchers. It's really Bieber's the only really good pitcher. And Mike Clevenger. Clevenger's a good pitcher. Yeah, Clevenger's he's a trade piece, though. So I think he's really the only steady pitcher on that team right now. So I think he could win a Cy Young. Okay. For, I, love, I love that prediction. But for me, it came down to three people, including your prediction. But you know, I'm a Yankee fan. I'm not being biased. I do love Gary Cole. I think he has it in him. But I also love Shane Bieber, too. And I also love Blake Snell. He might not win, he might not win Cy Young because he has Charlie Morton and all those great pitchers on that team. But he's a great young pitcher. So I see him in his future and top like five pitchers this season in Yale. But I do think it's going to come down to Bieber Cole. And I think Gary Cole might win that race. But it's very controversial. I'm, I'm not biased, but this. Controversial because I'm a Yankees fan. He's on the Yankees. But still, I do love Gary Cole. Okay, now NL Scion. Who do you got? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm about to get a lot of hate. But we're going for a 3 P with DeGrom. You know, I, I think he could do it again. Ah, <sighs> uh, you, you and your Mets. He's capable of doing a 3 P. you know. I just so dominant. I hate so. the Mets and I hate hate most of their players, but to me it came down to two players and that was Jacob DeGrom and I also love Walker Bueller, but I see a three P in DeGrom too. So yeah, Jacob DeGrom, I think we're both on that same track. Even though I'm not a Mets fan and, and I don't like the team that much, but I do see Jacob DeGrom, I like his play style, he's a great pitcher. So you wanna move on to rookie of the year? Let's go. Who you got in the AL rookie of the year? So mine? You know, there were a few good guys out there, but at the end of the day, I chose Luis Robert from the White Sox. He has never played a game for them, but um, a lot of rumors have said he will be on that opening day roster like last year. You know, obviously, a lot of people were surprised that Julio Jimenez, Julio Jimenez would be called up for opening day. So I think they're going to go on the same track with Robert. You know, obviously, Jimenez, he can hit the ball crazy. Robert's more of the speedy fielder type guy. He hits for contact, hits 300. And I think he has a really good future with that team. Okay, so for me, I did, I do love that. I, I was between me two players, and that is one was was your guy from the White Sox. He's just, um Roberts is just a great player, and I think he's like on the same track with Eloy Jimenez, who can totally demolish the ball. So I do see the White Sox with all the rookies going out same same way as Jimenez did. They're gonna most of them, I think, will be pretty good solid players. 
But for me, I also love, even though he's a Yankee, Davey Garcia. He's a top pitcher prospect. If he comes if he comes up this season as a rookie, he's going to be a top player. And I think he's a great prospect pitcher. There's been rumors that he's a, he has a very strong arm. I do see that, too. I want to comment on that. A lot of people don't think he's ready until 21 or 22. So I do see that, too. He's very young. I think he's only 18, 19, 20. He's a very young player. But he is a great, great pitcher. Corn you know, there's rumors. other guys. There's other guys like, you know, Brandon McKay is like a Shohei Otani. Yes, I do. He, he's a candidate. Joe Adele, Angels, also a good player. Jesus Lazardo, pitcher of the Athletics, he's also good. So there's a lot of good guys out there. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to be Julius Robert. Probably same for me. But if Debbie Garcia does play a season, I do see him maybe winning it too. Now let's go NL Rookie of the Year. Who ya got? I got um, Gavin Lux. From That's Dallas. exactly who I got. You know, it came down to him and his fellow teammate, Dustin May. You know, Dustin May, he's a wacky guy, you know, the whole hair. You know, he has a big guy with the big hair. But obviously, I'm going to go with Gavin Lux just because of his, he has an amazing glove. He has amazing back. He amazing speed. You know, this guy's complete package as a rookie. Exactly what you want. I do see Gavin Lux, too. I think he's pretty easy. If he's if he turns out the way people think he's going to be, then definitely him. I mean... On the roster, all he says he might even be a starter. He hasn't played one game. He barely played spring training because of the whole COVID-19 pandemic. But he is a, he looks like a great player, and I see good things from him. And now AL Manager of the Year. Who do you have? Now, you know, I went on a weird track because it was very debatable for me. You know, I kind of looked at Aaron Boone, but I looked at he, he's not really going to be capable of doing that. You know, He's never had coaching experience before he was named manager two years ago. So I actually went with Joe Madden because, you know, new guy for the Angels. He's coaching two of the best, a top third baseman, a top, probably the best player in baseball, debatable. No, not debatable at all. But, you know, he's he's going to have to work with that pitching. But I, I think Joe Madden could lead this team to a wild card. And potentially he could win manager of the year. So for me, it came down to three people, and that was... Of course, Aaron Boone. I don't think he might win it, but I think he's going to be up there. I also have Joe Madden of the Angels, and I have Rocco Baldelli of the Twins, who I, I, I'm very high on the Twins. I think they have a very, very solid young team. I think that even though they're only a wild card thing last year, they, they may have won their division, but I still think they, that they, Rocco Baldelli has a great chance of winning um, AL Manager of the Year. I also love, I do love Joe Madden because even though he's a new manager, he has one of the top defensive shortstops in, in the league in Andrelton Simmons. I do love Aaron Boone because he's a Yankees guy, of course. He's a great manager. And I love Rocco Baldelli because I like this one a lot. Okay, now NL Manager of the Year. Sorry if it's technical errors, but um, I had David Bell, the Reds manager. You know, obviously the Reds made a lot of splashes this offseason. They went out to get um Nicholas Castellanos, power bat, player at both the Cubs and the White Sox last year. They also went out and got Mike Mustakas, another power bat. So they're trying to build up that lineup to build around these young guys like Luis Castillo and guys like that. So I think it was a little debatable with him and Brian Snicker of the, of the Braves, but I, at the end of the day, I'm going with. He's a new guy, so he's a younger guy. He recently played in the MLB, so I think he has what it takes to be a manager of the year. So for me, I went with sort of the easy way out. The guy pretty much a lot of people think will win, Dave Roberts, because 
even though it's pretty obvious that he's a top manager and he's a top team and people think they might not even be that good just because they have so many top players, but I really think that, that the Dodgers can be such a such a good powerhouse team. Even though Dave Ross has won it in his past and he's an older manager, his his players on his team is so good. Corey Seager, Bellinger. I mean, they, their team has a whole lot of great Mookie Betts, and they've made a bunch of move Walker Bueller. The team was great, so I think Roberts might win it, but I do see um, the Reds manager winning it too, and yeah. Now let's go Silver Sluggers. Come on, let's see. Who you have? So we'll start with AO. Yeah. You know, I was looking towards the Aaron Judge Voight, right? But you I know, do last, year, last year we really saw how good of a player Austin Meadows is, so I think I'm going to go with Austin Meadows. Because of the the power he sh- he he sh- he showed, like he could hit the, he could hit thirty home runs, he could win a. Obviously, he won a Gold Glove too, so he's just like a package and a player. Really good trade the Reds made. Okay, for me, AL um, Silver Slug came down to a few people, which is Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, and Anthony Rendon, and I decided to go with Mike Trout. I, he's just a home run machine. I do love Voight and Judge, but because I'm an Yankees fan too, and there's big power bats, but I see McTrout going off for another insane season. So now let's go NL Silver Slugger. Who do you okay, have? Okay, so, you know, last year, obviously, Pete Alonso got robbed. You know, he still, he hit the most home runs in the league, third most RBIs. True. He had the third most OPS. Definitely True. Right. True you know, he, had, he had really good numbers, so I think he got he might have got robbed of that. So I think personally this year he could hit another. If they play enough games, he could, he's still going to be able to hit over 40 home runs. I do I see that happening. I do like Pilonzo, Pistol P, Floor Bear P, whatever you want to call him. He's a great, great, great player. But I am going a different way with that. I sort of like Ron Lacuna, Mookie Betts. Cody Bellinger and Yelich, even though they're bigger time players and they're like the more obvious ones. I do have Christian Yelich winning it this year, even though he's more of like a double triple guy and not too many homers, even though he's a big power bat. I see Yelich or Bellinger winning it this year, maybe Ron Kuna. So should we move on to our NFL and NBA news? Actually, we're gonna, we're gonna end off our MLB with the gold glo- with some gold glove awards. Not all of them, but we'll say we'll say some. Just let's do catcher, first base, second base. Let's just do the infield. Okay, let's do the infield, and they'll put we'll just name some outfielders that definitely have possibilities. Let's start with catcher. I have some players, including Roberto Perez. I think he's a great catcher. I love. Who else do I have? Yadi Molina, of course. JT Real Muto, I have. I have a bunch of solid catchers that I think definitely have a chance of winning it. So, for my catchers, I personally think for AL is going to be Christian Vasquez, you know. In the oh, past, and, was, and the Indians. Yeah, I do love Christian Vasquez. Uh, not Indians. Um, the Red Sox. Yeah, Red Sox. Roberto no, Perez shows, is Indians. He shows he could both hit and play good defense. And for the NL, you know, it's pretty obvious. But I think most of us know that JT Romito is capable of winning the Gold Glove for catcher like he does most of the time. Okay, I'm staying strong with Real Muto, too. I do love Yachty, even though he's very old. He's most clutch, in my opinion, one of the most clutch players on the on that team, the Cardinals, but also one of the most clutch catchers in the past, like, 10 years. So I love Yachty. But I might go same way a few and go in Real Muto, because much younger, bigger dude, I think more capable, more athletic, and all that stuff. Now let's go pitchers. I'm going to name some players I had. I had Jose Barrios. I had Aaron Nola. I got, hmm, who else do I have? For me, those are my top 
two guys right now, but there's definitely a lot more pitchers out there that are very capable. Won't you? So for the NL, you know, obviously, you know, winning a gold glove, you have to be a really nice defender. I also it's, do a Lucas Giolito of the White Sox. Being a pitcher is, is hard being both a good defender, but, you know, a guy like Marcus Stroman, you know, he's such an athletic guy, you know, he, he, played, he played so many sports growing up, you know, he's a small guy, he's a very quick guy, so, you know, since he won it a few years ago, I think he's capable of winning it again. I do you know, see that happening. You know he's not a top-two pitcher on that Mets team roster, but he's still a great defender of a pitcher. He was great for the Blue Jays, and well, you see that happening. You could say he's the second best now because of Syndergaard out for the year, but like true. But if count if you went no injury rise, he's definitely the third best starter on a team. But since if there's a season happening, Syndergaard won't be playing. He will have a lot, a lot more probably playing time against tougher te- against like tougher games going forward season. And I do see that happening. And for AO, I liked you know obviously you know Lance McCullers has Astros. You know he was out the whole year last year with that. Tommy John, but I think he's a nice defender, big guy, so he has, he's a long, he's a very big guy, so I think he's a pretty athletic dude, he played basketball, obviously, so I think maybe he could be a, a potential fit for that award. Okay, I see that happening too. For first baseman, I have some more obvious players, like Justin Smoke, I definitely see happening, I like Matt Olson a lot, I... Yeah, I like those guys a lot. What about you? For AL, I definitely wanted Matt Olson, like you said. You know, he's just an amazing player. You know, he's the future of the A's team, not him with Matt Chapman and Mark Chena. You know, th- that team is still a great team, you know, with the Angels and the Astros. Yeah, so I, do, I do love the A's. They're very young. And for NL, and for NL um, no, I, it was tough. You know, I did go with Freddie Freeman. He's always going to be a you know, great defensive first baseman. Obviously, as a Mets fan, um, I'm not a big fan of the Braves. I do love Freddie Freeman. That's probably my winner. But even though, even though Paul Goldschmidt Gold is no not number one position for his base, he does play at some points, and he's pretty good as like big guy defender. But I do see, I do like Freeman winning it this year. I also love oh, I also love, love Anthony Rizzo maybe winning it for not for a change really. He's won in his past. I'm pretty sure he's big dude too. Yeah, yeah. And let's go on to second base. Okay, so for NL, mine was pretty easy. You know, like he won it last year. I think he can win it again. Yomo Sanchez now with the Giants. Yep. No, he's not a name a lot of people talk about, you know, just because of, like, he's not a good hitter. You know, a lot of people know that. He can't hit. People who know he is know he can't hit. But he, the, the man could damn we field. His, his fielding is damn good. You know, obviously, he's just such a quick guy, so he reacts very quickly to the ball. So I just think he's a really good fit for that. Go and go for For me, I decided to go for some second baseman I love. I do like DJ LeMayhew winning it, even though he's a like lower-skilled defender. I, still, I do see him winning it. And I got some other players, like... For me, I do like what you're saying. Uh, yeah, pretty same thing, yeah. Asshole well, Mayu. Uh, let's move on to shortstop. Um, really, for shortstop, you know, I'm not trying to be... I'm trying to go so big with the Mets, but 
I personally think Ahmed Rosario is very capable of doing it. You know, he has he has had defensive struggles in the past, but maybe not. I'm saying he's a chance for this year, but I'm saying he could definitely win it in his career. So just look out for that. For me, I have a lot of shortstops I like defensive-wise, even though I, I do hate Jose Altuve. I like him defensive-wise. But my top shortstop defensive-wise is Andrelton Simmons. I'm just a big fan of his defensive style play. I think he's most likely a top defender in his whole entire league. I think he's going to win this year. I also love in the end, though, I like Nick Ahmed a lot. I think he's very capable of winning it. Trevor Story, Paul DeYoung. I think all yes. those guys are very capable. I'm going to comment on his story. He's more, he is more of a second-base shortstop guy. I do see that. Yeah, true. Yeah, let's move on to third base. So, you know, I think the NL is very obvious. You know, he's always a great hitter, always a good fielder, but that's Nolan Arenado, Rockies, you know. Yeah, definitely. The guy just makes these crazy bear, like behind the back plays. Just unbelievable to watch. I totally agree with you on that. And now we only have a few more positions to top off of just... You know, you know can I comment on the AL one? Yep, for sure. Um, I think it's going to be Matt Chapman, of course, but... I do see it, but Matt Chapman also t- tends to play a lot of third base, too, so I don't see that, like, totally happening shortstop. He's a shortstop third base. No, I thought we were... I was commenting on third base. Oh, yeah. Well, we haven't done third base yet. Yeah, we have. We were just doing shortstops. Yeah, but I mentioned no one or not. Well, true, yeah. Okay, now let's just, I'm top off my third base, and so I got to say mine. I Oh, for second base, I do love David Fletcher, too, of the Angels. But for third third base, I love Matt Chapman, of course. I love, um, I also love third base, Josh Donaldson, of course, and Nolan Arenado. Yeah, same thing as you, pretty much. And now let's just top it off with a few out, there's some outfielder names that are very athletic, capable players. For me, I have some outfielders including Andrew Benintendi, I think, Cole Calhoun, Josh Reddick. I also love my guy Juan Soto, as you love, Hunter Renfro, Lorenzo Cain, Bryce Harper. All those guys I think are very capable of that award. I don't really think Harper's capable. You know, he has a strong arm, you know. He's just a very overrated player, so. I do think he's very overrated, but I do think he's very capable of winning it. Yeah, yeah. So, also some names I would say is, um... I like, um, Brandon Nemo. You know, I, I'm saying a lot of Mets names, but he's a very good guy, and he, he reacts to the ball extremely well. You know, other guys, like you said, a lot of the guys you mentioned, I think Montana also. Yeah, definitely. Mark and I do love. So, I think we should move on to some NBA news and rumors. Okay, for me, on the first thing I think we should talk about is that... Crazy Andy Dalton signing for the Cowboys as a backup. So I, I'll comment on that first. Um, you what's know, your I grade just, for that? What's your grade for that, Cohen? Because um, Jake, we asked. What do you think about that? Obviously, the Cowboys. You know, they they have that press, but they never really had a solid backup. You know, I don't think Dalton would be that guy. I think would probably be a guy they should have drafted. But you know, on the other hand, you know, if before he's had a pretty decent career with the Bengals. You know. Playing with AJ Green, that dynamic duo used to last. Now it's no longer there. Yeah, true. Now Joe Burrow, you know, of course, there. But my final grade for this is a C. Um, you know, he still has it in him to be a solid quarterback. You know, so if Dak gets hurt, that's the guy they're going to call for. So, so for me, know, that's, 
Well, I think this is, I mean, this is, I love the cut. I mean, that was very, I don't think Andy Dalton wants to be a backup, but since they come, he actually gets his final back because he's not of the Cowboys who has very young, insanely good Dak Prescott QB. So I think that this signing is either they're maybe just use him as a trade piece or they're actually just going to use him as their top backup because if Dak ever gets injured, they have actually better and very good QB at backup. Like the Giants have Colt McCoy, who even though he's a lot worse, he's a veteran that's not bad player. So I do like this signing. For me, I'm going to give it a C plus. I don't think it's – I think a C is a little too far low because I, I think Andy Dalton's a pretty very good backup. So I think C plus, B minus range because even though they give him a pretty decent bag of money, I do think he's going to be a very, very, very solid few-year backup, maybe one or two years, I think, then he's probably going to retire. The red rifle might be gone soon. But I like that signing a lot. Okay, so – you know, that's really all that's really happened in the NFL recently besides the draft, which we will cover. Soon. Of course. Um, but but what? also what I want to comment on is the Chris Paul rumors. There are uh, rumors of Chris Paul gang traded, and of course, you know, people might not like this. I Both of us are Nick fans. They have a very, so, well, let's say not great franchise in the past 10 years. <laughs> I'm going to say my, my point of view from it. You know, obviously I want the Knicks to win. And I think he would be a guy who kind of helped them win. No, not lead them to, like, a championship, but maybe lead them closer to that eight seed where they want to be. So I think to make that move for Chris Paul, you know, they're also going to have they're gonna have to give up, you know, obviously Rando, who I would be okay with giving up, to be honest, because, like, he's the type of player he is. You know, he's a, you know, he holds the ball too much. He's not, he doesn't really pass the ball a lot. Also, I think they would have to include Bobby Portis in there just because of his contract and he's just a solid bench player. Maybe the Thunder would want that. And I think the last guy, he he is a trade piece. There's two guys who could be trade pieces in there. Now, Damian Dawson, who could show he's a really good shooter, really good around the ball. And he could also run the point guard if you need him to. And Alondra Trier. You know, obviously, Trier's rookie year, he showed pretty promising. But, you know, obviously now... Mike Miller and David Fusco both didn't let, love the way he played. So they didn't really play him a lot. So I think those are guys who could, who could be in a trade for Chris Paul. And also, I think the Knicks would have to give up a pick or two. But, you know, obviously that that would be a pretty different trade if they don't give up RJ or Mitch. So for me, I do love him going to the Knicks. We'll cover all the stuff that are fixing the Knicks type of rebuild-ish podcast sooner or later. We'll have episodes on that. For me, I do see Chris Paul going to maybe a team like even the Jazz. Even though they've many good guards, including Conley, Mitchell, Gobert, there were rumors about one of them getting traded. Mike Conley is a free agent next season, I'm pretty sure. So there may be possibilities. They could give up some pieces. Maybe I think Joe Ingles, maybe they might have to give up, even though it's a great shooter. But if they really want CP3 for a few years, I think Jazz are very capable of handling that contract and everything, even though he's old, but he's a very good veteran point guard. And Mike Conley is older, too. He's saying they, if they don't re-sign him, they're not going to have a good point guard. So I think definitely possible. I see the Knicks definitely happening for CP3. We might have to get out some big pieces like Julius Randle. I do like him as an okay player, but I they, we overpaid him by a long shot. He didn't really do much of a – we expected him to be almost an all-star caliber type of player, to be a, our star piece with RJ Barrett, but he, I don't think he showed that potential. I think even Marcus Morris had a better season, and we traded him. So I think we might have to clear up some cap space for him, of course, because he's a CP3 holds a very big contract, so maybe get 
get rid of Bobby Portis. I think Julius Randle, maybe a few picks. I don't, Alonzo Trier, Wayne Ellington, any of those type of players that small budget, younger style players, even though Ellington's older. Also, do you see us maybe trading Frank Milkina for if we got someone else with CP3 or a pick, which I think would be an okay idea, but I do see Frank Milkina, you know, he didn't show promising years through seasons for us as a top pick, but I do see some potential even in him, though. So I do like Milkina a lot. I want to comment on one of your predictions. Um, I don't think the Jazz would be a good fit for him just because of, like, the culture there. Like, you know, obviously the whole Rudy Gobert-Donovan Mitchell controversy about the whole COVID-19 thing. I just think Mike Conley, even though he still has a few more years on his contract, you know, also obviously the Memphis signed that big contract a few years ago. So I don't think Chris Paul would really fit in that type of Utah position. I do see that. But Mike Conley, I think, is expiring this season. He has a player option, so he might have one or two seasons left if he holds on to that option stays. But if he doesn't say, do see CB3 maybe thinking that idea because if they don't trade Mitchell or Gobert and Connolly goes bye-bye, they need a new point guard. Like They have like Royce O'Neal who's like a point guard, small forward type of guy. But they, they really do need a point guard if they get Irv Connolly. Yeah. So I think that really wraps up our podcast for today. Um, um, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. And I hope you guys have a great week and See you next episode. See you next time.